0: Outside and you're gonna warm up with a nice hot dream right here on Katie KeenCast. I'm Alex. I'm
1: Justin. This polar vortex has got me locked in here.
0: Uh, yeah, we are having a real bottle episode yeah. going <laughs> yeah. on here on Katie KeenCast. And we're gonna be talking about Katie Keen Chapter 5, Song for a Winter's Night. Uh, I'll just say before we get into it, this, in my mind, was the most emotional episode of the show so far. It
1: was. Uh, Everyone's going through it. A lot of confrontations in this episode that I thought were really well handled, like nice nuance, but at the same time, Uh, They're being like bad friends and then great friends uh, right back to back.
0: And I liked having this sort of episode right here. Like there's a big thing that we're going to talk about at the end of the episode that happens that I think propels it forward probably through the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, But as is, if you're going to do a bottle episode, and for those of you who don't know, bottle episode is like... It's
1: when the, you drink a bottle of wine uh, as you're right. watching it.
0: <laughs> I'd do I it as vodka when I was yeah. coming up. Oh, yeah. Biz. yeah. <laughs> right. uh, no, but uh, it's uh, it's you save budget a little bit. You shoot it all on one set. Here, everybody is trapped inside of the apartment because of this polar vortex. Um, but it works. It works really well because it creates this pressure cooker of lies and secrets that are building over the past couple of episodes. Yeah. We've seen them be supportive friends, and now it all changes. Yeah. Uh, so with that out of the way, let's do a little bit of recap, first of there's Katie Keene she works at Lacey's uh, has a couple of people she works with there Including Gloria, who is in charge of the personal shopper department And Francois, who is in charge of the window dressing department
1: And maybe a ghost, because he never <laughs> interacts with anyone Except for Katie Keene
0: Well, I actually have a theory about that That I want to talk about at the end of the okay. episode Not about him being a ghost But about what his purpose in the show is Yes uh, So remind me about that um, But uh, And there's a meeting girl named Amanda Who just does not like her uh, Katie recently broke up with her boxer boyfriend Kay Kelly, who does not show up this episode But... His presence is felt And before the show started Her mom passed away Rather suddenly I th- Was it cancer? It's cancer, I yeah, think Yeah, okay uh, She passed away of cancer uh, Left her her sewing machine And dreams And hopes of being <laughs> A fashion designer <laughs> Other characters you probably need to know about. Uh, you always inherit
1: your parents' <laughs> dreams when they I mean, die. Kind of. Yeah, it's true. So My yeah. father died, and all I got were his dreams about oh, the man. 1950s and those
0: fifty million dollars and all of
1: the all his uh, that you 50- started
0: your podcasting <laughs> Exactly. Effort.
1: He gave me his
0: antique podcasting equipment. Oh, that was very nice. Yeah, look, it's working uh, great. Yeah, eh, well, debatable. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, other characters you need to know about. Uh, Katie lives with Jorge Lopez, a.k.a. Ginger Lopez. That's her drag name. Uh, Jorge has come out to his parents but has not come out as a drag queen yet. His parents own the building that they live in. Uh, They own the bodega downstairs. They own the apartment. Uh, Jorge lives with them, though. Does pay rent, one assumes, and has Broadway dreams, though those don't get touched on too much this episode.
1: Yeah, Broadway or off-Broadway, which is more appealing for him.
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean, you know, those are slightly, More achievable dreams. (laughs) Indeed. Uh, We, as our
1: New York dreams, uh, off, off Broadway, we've conquered that.
0: We have achieved Jorge's dreams. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Also, uh, living in the apartment is Josie McCoy. Josie McCoy is starting a music career. Uh, Specifically, she has been tangling with a bunch of rich folks and all the Cabot family. There's Zandra Cabot, uh, who is uh, her antagonist. uh, Zandra. (laughs) was, it turns out, not actually a twin with her brother, Alex Cabot, who Josie has slept with. Uh, She was an ex-girlfriend before the parents got married. Uh, Now, Mr. Cabot, the head of the family, offered Josie $10,000 to make her EP, Mm -hmm. but on the condition that basically she sleeps with Alex. Like, he didn't come out and say that. He said, take care of him, but that's kind of the deal that's going on there. It's fucked up. It's pretty fucked up, uh, but classic rom-com scenario. Yeah. Which are also mostly fucked up. Yeah, that's true. That's Uh, fair. 27
1: dresses? Oh, that's expensive. Don't even
0: get me started. Yeah. Uh, So uh, she also works at a place called Chubby's. It's a record store, and they well, we'll get into more of that this episode. Mm. Uh, And then uh, the the last person you need to know about is Pepper Pepper. pepper is a con woman. She is starting <laughs> I mean, she is. Wow. She is. She's a like, woman first. Yeah, she's a woman con.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Future con if yes. she doesn't stop she, fucking up.
0: Well, she's been uh she's constantly name-dropping. Her friends don't really seem to know about the chat, but she is currently living in the space that she has bought, that she is trying to build up a multimedia empire to be the pepper plant, a destination a la Andy Warhol.
1: She didn't even buy it, she's just renting it. That, right. Uh, and yes. that's even weirder because uh Though I do I think she is going to what I like about her character is she 's sort of that like side of being the dreamer, the struggling New York person where you 'll say anything to get by, yeah, which I think is a real thing, like especially yeah. like I first moved here a year I was an actor, writer, uh, comedy person also waiting tables. I was not honest to my restaurant about what I was doing or sure. why I needed time off, elaborate schemes of calling in sick there 's a little bit of con person. In the New York Dreamer. And I like that they sort of distilled that all into the Pepper character.
0: I mean, most of the jobs that I had pretty early on, I was like, yes, I'm doing my job, but I was writing sketch comedy the entire time. And then we'd rehearse there after after hours and, you know, all sorts of other debaucherous things. Disgusting. You're a monster. Oh, God.
1: Writing a sketch at work? What What are you... C- when you were working Classic for it. Classic bad boy. <laughs> yeah, you are a bad boy.
0: Let's get into the show. Uh, things, as we mentioned, are pretty direct because it is mostly in this one space. Uh, yeah. And it starts out in the apartment with a fashion show. Everybody's doing it. Uh, everybody's getting ready. She wants to get ready to apply to Parsons yes. and needs a fleet of outfits, she thinks, to apply. Uh, everybody has great outfits except for Peppers. Uh, and we get a click glimpse of a, not exactly a MacGuffin in this episode, but there is a box that was left by Katie's mom that she has never opened that's in her closet.
1: She's never really had the, uh, she's still sad and upset mourning her mother's death, and so she's never really had it in her to officially go through that box. Totally understand that, and I think this is really well used in this episode.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, we'll get to the big emotional moments with that later, Uh, but there's also a nice moment, I like how Pepper's lies fall apart this episode, Yeah, because starting right Right here, she says, oh, can't you get X designer to do a recommendation for me? And she's like, oh, well, of course you could do that. But you have Gloria Grandbilt who you work for. Why don't you just get her? And I think it's pretty clear that she could not get this person. But her friends do not know that.
1: Yeah, and I think um, Josie, I mean, she's mad at Pepper in this episode, but I think she's the one who's like, who is this? Why do you guys trust her? She sounds insane all the time. Yeah. Uh, so she's definitely the one that, from the jump in this episode, is ready to upend Pepper and her. Uh,
0: she is. Well, the other thing that's interesting, I mean, getting back to like early New York friend groups. It- it's very much like elementary school in a way where you've all moved to this new place. And
1: uh, there's one liar in every friend group. <laughs> and if you're, you can't spot the liar, yeah. you're the liar.
0: <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, it, but you move to New York. Like, you're instantly like, we are in this cabal. We are all friends together. Yeah. We are all in this. We're going to make it. We're the most important people. We're going to take over the world. Uh And... Uh, You do rotate through people sometimes. Like there's a new person, you adopt them immediately, but then there gets to a point where either they stay a part of your friend group or it falls apart, and that's what Josie is at right now.
1: Yeah, and I love. I think this is well done in this episode. Like when I moved here, I was in different like sketch comedy groups. We actually first met as uh, mortal enemies. I want to say (laughs) (laughs) when we were uh, maybe (laughs) bowing at (laughs) at one point. That was (laughs) other people in the group. Yeah, Uh, uh, Alex and I were in. Two different sketch groups that were in the competition with a like five. Was it called else? Sketch Fights? Something? No, I don't remember. It was some yeah. kind of something like Sketch Fights at this random comedy theater that since closed. Um, and we were up. We ended up going into the finals. Our two groups went head to head, and then <laughs> uh, uh, no, uh, no offense, Not no dig out. here. We won. And you guys were a much more established sketch group. You guys were the sort of the, yeah. the giants there, and we were like young, scrappy. Uh, oh, so it was all David versus Goliath. It, definitely. <laughs> I mean, that's how we told the story, uh, especially when we won. Oh, and we
0: told the story as like two friends <laughs> yeah. getting oh, together. So oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Nice wow. to see friends.
1: <laughs> uh, <but laughs> Equals. Uh, so, some of the people in the sketch group uh, were maybe a little uh, overzealous, uh, downright mean when it came to rubbing <laughs> it in your face. I was like, chill out. And I'm not friends with them anymore. (laughs) Right. Well, I
0: I mean, also the host, though. Like the host egged everybody on when they were like bow, bow, bow bow," when your group won, and we were like, all right, I guess, guess guys, okay, this is terrible.
1: But anyway, uh, there in we this go. situation, we're both
0: peppers. I think. <laughs> yes, I think so. I think that's absolutely totally fair. Uh, but,
1: but I do. To your point, that made me tell that sort of weird story. Is that, um, yeah, the, the people you fall into when you first move to New York, you know, like one or two of them may remain your friends, but I think it's very rare that it's like we all are rising together because so many. And I think this episode does a good job of saying everyone's going in their own direction, and it's you just happen to be together. And f- true friendships are harder to form.
0: Well, and that gets immediately into it where. uh You get the first sense of this polar vortex, A very theatrical wind blows in the background. I loved how they lead to that this episode as well, like just the stage atmosphere of the whole thing. It
1: felt like a play. Yes. Uh, And even when the... the, Every time the door would open, there was like a sound cue that it felt like someone was a teenager was like,
0: to the door wind. And they press a button. I love that. Like having a theater background, I love that. I hope... I hope people who do not have a theater background watching the show appreciate what they're going for in the sense, uh, because it's so clear how they're doing it. Yeah. It's great. Um, But uh, what we get to here is that Josie says, oh, I couldn't afford the cable bill. I don't really watch the cable anyway. She's working Uh, at uh, Plunkin' and Chubbies. (laughs) She's working at Plunkin' and Chubbies. Plunkin' and Chubbies. They should join together. Great law firm, by the way. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Eh. But they say that was very Marcy of you Indicating there's this history there They don't really get into Uh, And then we get one There's only a couple of scenes that take place outside the apartment Here we get Gloria looking through her designs And says, who are you designing for? A drag queen Yeah Pretty funny line, pretty pointed Yep. Uh, But she's kind of right Like, this is the thing that I like about Gloria There's a lot of stuff I like about Gloria Beyond Catherine Lanasa's performance Especially
1: this episode, is a good Gloria episode
0: well, because she points out, she's like, you don't, you're designing a dress by dress by dress or outfit by outfit. You're not designing for the person. There's no idea there. You're Correct. hiding the Katie Keene. Yes. Um, don't hide the Keen. Don't hide the Keene. Uh, there's also another great moment right after that where she agrees. She says, listen, you need to make me a gown for this ball. Very classic fairy tale scenario. Yeah. Uh, make me a gown for the ball. Uh, and she does not give her... Does not tell her to let her take the measurements. Instead, she just passes her the measurements. Yeah. Very fun. Very fun. fun.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Gloria was so good in this episode. She, um, rather than just being mean, she sort of feels like she actually is liking Katie without ever saying it. She's just um, sort of being her mentor in a way. Yeah. Her slightly mean mentor. Her mentor. Oh, I guess Ooh, that's good
0: Did you just claim that? I
1: did I just claimed that Mean it. tour uh,
0: And then we get another scene uh, With Francois They talk uh, Basically he's like Trust yourself And then sends her home So she can go work on the dress yep. I'll just mention the thing now yep. uh, That I think about Francois I think you might have actually Mentioned something about this In the last episode But Francois is the fairy godmother
1: Yeah that's, I think that's that's cra- what it's, he is, especially this in this episode. He's like go home and sketch, and uh, to get the, at the end of the episode, um, there's a mystery set up with her mom uh, yes. that's connected to Lacey somehow, and I think Francois knows yes. something about that.
0: Well, or is going to help her get towards that goal. I, I would
1: guess that he has been told, like the mom.
0: New Francois. In yeah. Some do you want to jump ahead and just talk about this ending here, since we're already talking? Uh, yeah. About. Sure. 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 I mean, just uh, this is like. Big spoiler for the end of the episode. Assume you've watched the episode before this. It'd be crazy
1: if you watched 10 minutes of the episode (laughs) and then listened to 10 minutes of our podcast. That's, I mean, no offense, but don't consume this that way. i listened
0: to it during (laughs) commercial breaks. Oh, God.
1: And then stop. So sorry.
0: Yeah, please don't do that. Uh, But at the end of the episode, uh, they discover, uh, she discovers this sewing machine that she got from her mom was a lacy sewing machine. Yeah. And she finds, uh, what's the thing on it? It says, For Catherine Love LL. And she's like, what is happening? This is the clearest indicator to me that this is, like, legit a fairy tale. Yeah. She has been forced by the mean stepmother, who is Gloria Gradbelt, to work in the basement at Lacey's, when, in fact, she's the princess, right? She is maybe. Well, I think
1: LL, the second L is probably Lacey, I would think. And either... Maybe she is the daughter... We've never heard about a father. Maybe she's right. secretly the daughter of some sort of founder of Lacey. She is the princess. Yes. And I think that's such a... They did such a good job of making it about such a small reveal when they've said, this is a fairy tale. Yes. So like... The princess becomes the princess. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I think that's very cool. I think she's going to come into conflict with Mrs. Lacey, who we've met a couple times here, right. at, about whatever that reveal is, mm-hmm. um, and we're going to find out what the mom's relationship there right. was, uh, which is very cool.
0: I have to imagine it is a classic uh, raised parents, uh, son of uh, Palpatine situation. Yeah, where uh, you know he was supposed to inherit the dark side of the force. Yeah, uh, he ran away from Lacey's, fell in love with this woman uh, they got killed by some guy outside who fell into a snake cave. Later on, uh, uh, Katie Keene comes Mm. in, heals the snake, finds a dagger that leads her to the Death Star. Should I keep going? Definitely not. (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) Or it could be a classic Sleeping Beauty situation where um, a bunch of thorns grow around the uh, Lacey's department store, Uh and uh, Katie has to battle through and then fight a... um, Gloria, who's since become a dragon.
0: Right. Or it could be a classic 101 Dalmatian situation where uh, later on, Katie uh, kidnaps a 100 baby dogs and uh, skids them and turns them into a coat.
1: Oh, I was going to say Gloria is like, I want to wear millennial coats. <laughs> <laughs> I need to capture millennials and make them into coats.
0: Uh, millennial coats are ruining the millennial industry, <laughs> yeah, is all it's I true. have to say. That's true. Uh, so anyway, uh, then uh, jumping back to everybody else, uh, after we finish up that stuff with Katie, Ginger. Walking down the hallway Almost bumps into her mom uh, Gets very awkward about it uh, That leads into A funny line later Where I think she's like I would recognize That Twitch anywhere yeah. Essentially Yeah uh, Very cute, very cute. Uh, But uh, Chubby As we continue to Get the setup, The Conflicts Takes Josie down To the recording studio Patty Smith used to record there. They're looking for a heater, but he just happens to have a recording studio down there. I mean, that's crazy.
1: Yeah, it makes total sense for the show. Uh, it's I crazy it was fun. that she
0: didn't know about it. That yeah. she spent all that time arranging something, and he's like, "Oh, I have a speakeasy called Le <laughs> Yeah, my yeah, yeah,
1: business. Oh, your dream? I have a dusty
0: old version of it right here <laughs> under the floor. Well, that used to be a bad dream." <laughs> yeah. Uh somebody is gonna get kissed and turned out to be a beautiful prince at some point, some ugly person. Perhaps
1: right? it's Alex Cabot?
0: Ooh. Ooh, maybe.
1: Um, he's
0: pretty hot though, so. Yes, reverse. but he's
1: uh, he keeps fucking up. I love his line later in this episode where he's like, I have to apologize yet again to you, Josie. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking on Josie though, um, she's hiding the EP deal from her friends. Right. Uh, I thought this was interesting. Uh, everyone has a sort of a secret in this episode. Um, she goes after Pepper so much in the episode, but she also is uh, is busted later on. And I-
0: Her secret makes sense to me though. Like her holding that back because That is, like we talked about, a pretty fucked up deal. Yeah. And even if they're like, ah, you got to give something to get something. It's
1: not something you want to admit to your friends. Right, exactly. <laughs> hey, I'm rich, but I have to fuck this dude I maybe don't like.
0: <laughs> well, that she likes. That's but now the thing. We, as we find out in this yeah. episode,
1: she does have strong feelings for her. And something gets in the way of that in that um, the kissing Cabot story leaks, and Josie immediately thinks it's Pepper. So another wrench is thrown in her already pretty wrenched up relationship with Alexander Cabot.
0: Yeah. Uh, also missed opportunity to uh, use the headline Cabot's Cheesin.
1: Oh yeah, that's good. You got to really be into cheese to know the <laughs> brand of Cabot, which clearly you're a cheesehead, uh, uh, not total. in the football not, sense, not of the, yeah, not of but Wisconsin, only in the actual cheese sense. Yes, talk to me about cheese. That's oh, a hell cheese. of a good uh, thing you said. Ooh. <laughs> that's I, an upstate I, <laughs> cheese that <laughs> no one knows
0: about. Yeah, no, I know about it. You do.
1: You yeah, went I'm to college up there.
0: Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, then back to the apartment for the bulk of the episode. Katie and Jorge in the apartment. It's freezing. He's worried uh, that uh, his mom saw him as Ginger. Uh, and she reveals she can't make a gown for his IEDA number that he's going to do yeah. down at Molly's Crisis. She's too busy. She needs to make clear of the dress so you get seeds of the conflict between them.
1: Let me just say on the weather tip that um, a polar vortex wouldn't actually shut things down. It's just very cold. Right. You're talking about that's an L.A. understanding of New York weather. Uh, as New Yorkers, I uh-huh. think we can really say... A nor'easter that'll shut a place down.
0: Yes, we uh, there was a polar vortex a couple of weeks ago, and I feel like everybody got the. Uh Push notification about it. it was like, what the fuck is this? I don't care. Yeah, it was just cold. Yes, yeah, it's so, very cold. What are you talking about?
1: Yeah, so um, just uh, I'd be very surprised if things shut down for a polar vortex, but I like it for the purposes of this television program.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: But yes. all you weatherheads out there know that we keep it 100 when it comes to the cold <laughs> weather in New York <laughs> yeah, City. Yeah,
0: we'll walk through whatever. Yeah, <laughs> there's coronavirus loose everywhere, and people are like, ah, I'll lick this subway.
1: Exactly. No one actually. I will say the subways are very empty right
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> they are very <laughs> empty, and I'm very nervous about touching everything. I don't know why I said that. (laughs) Uh, So she's got a bit glitter in the dress. Josie comes in. She's pissed about the headline and then Pepper enters. Uh, Everyone is literally chilly. Uh, Katie... Oh, right. Uh, right. I wrote down a note, and I didn't know what I wrote down. Uh, but Katie is watching this interview with Gloria. Yes. Um, she really needs to learn to watch the entire interview. Again,
1: don't take a break and listen to a podcast about the interview. <laughs> keep watching the interview, because she's like, I have the perfect dress for her. And then she works on it for, like, a while. And then for, it, this is later in the episode. It review, she said Gloria, in the next line of the documentary, is like, I would never wear this type right. of dress.
0: Just keep watching. Is, it's yeah. probably like a four-minute video. You can finish it, Katie. Yeah, Katie, come on. Use your time. Get off your Snapchat, get off your TikTok, watch some TV for a change.
1: Yeah, there you go. You're like a reverse boomer. (laughs)
0: Uh,
1: I love Katie's K sweater. Me too. Very jealous of that. Yes. I want
0: that. That makes a lot more sense than Jughead's S shirt. Yes. Which stands for... Serpents? Souphead? <laughs> Souphead. <laughs> yeah, it probably stands for Souphead or Springfield. Um, yeah. Simpsons? Definitely Simpsons. <laughs> yes. It stands for something. I actually forgot what it was, but uh, that is very cute. Uh, they're out of food. Jorge's mom calls. Uh, the pepper goes to scout it out for him and goes downstairs, comes back with some honestly delicious-looking empanadas. They did. Oh, my God. But I got the- so hungry. I know. But no sauce. Yeah. Um, So uh, another interesting conflict here. We talked about last episode that there was a remarkably nuanced take on Jorge's relationship with his dad. Yes. That his dad was accepting of his homosexuality, but still dismissive of his own good looks, of his own power as a person to get anybody handsome. Uh, And here we get another nuance there, which is that his dad is, it apparently was a hard coming out Mm. for Jorge, and so, in fact, coming out as a drag queen would probably be a step too far. Yeah,
1: he doesn't want to sort of risk damaging the relationship that he just feels like he's gotten back in good, yeah. sort of good standing with his parents.
0: And I feel like we're we're on the first step of this storyline, though, right? Yeah. Because that's got to come out at some point.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I mean, it, it, we can just maybe talk about this all together right now. Sure. Like, uh, Jorge's very stressed about the whole thing, but he talks it through um, with the rest of the gang, and then finally at the end of the episode... Uh, sort of, uh, walks out to meet his mom as Ginger, um, and and his mom is her mom is so great, yeah. uh, about it.
0: Oh, and it's very so cute, sweet. Uh,
1: complimentary. I love when the mom says, "You remind me of me when I was younger," oh. and uh, and Ginger's like. That's what I modeled uh, My drag character on And I was like Oh that's so nice It was so so sweet I was tearing up It was so sweet
0: There were several times I was tearing up During the episode That moment uh, Jorge's conversation With Katie When Katie yells at Jorge Yeah Lots of great dramatic stuff Uh, Throughout this episode
1: Well and we learned About Jorge That Katie's mom Took Jorge in for a year um, When he came out To his parents And they rejected him I was like That was such a Such a huge detail Said in such a subtle way In this episode
0: It feels like They've really put in the work On this yeah. show To come up with the backstory For the characters And it's not readily apparent When you come in Because You know They sent out the first three episodes And I think a lot of the reviews Are like Ah oh, this is fluff It's fun But it's fluff yeah. uh, But I really do think Like that's what The the foot they wanted To put forward with it That it is this pop this bubblegum fairy tale but now that they've got you there now that they're in the fifth episode they're really starting to dig into the characters and make them feel more
1: and like they all have real issues that they're uh, in this episode specifically that they're like struggling with uh, getting over moving past together confronting like yeah I agree it's a fairy tale with some real like a strong base in like a modern reality
0: yeah Uh, so jumping back into the storyline we uh, Josie is digging a Hard into Pepper Uh, She fakes Pretends to be Pepper Calls up the hotel She's like Flawless
1: uh, Impersonation
0: Yes Uh, Well you know Actually it was pretty good yeah. Uh but uh she doesn't I mean, understand. I mean I Oh you did? Yeah. Oh, okay. She doesn't understand why Pepper doesn't go to the hotel, but she's clearly needling her. She says she gave her room to a pigeon lady. Yeah. That's uh, the thing
1: about Pepper, she doesn't just like lie to get past it. She lies it. big. She lies too big. Yeah. And that's what I think gets her. Josie's like, bullshit, you gave it to a pigeon right. lady. That's a story
0: in Home Alone too. <laughs> uh so she do you think all of her lies are from the Home Alone series? We should rewatch it just to get oh, a background. We on the we'll character. review it on the next episode. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Uh, Except for one seat in Home Alone 2. I, I don't yeah. want to talk we'll about it. We'll skip that one. Yeah. You know uh, the one. Yeah, you know the one we're talking about. Yeah, the one with the wet bandits. Exactly. Those, like guys. those guys, I just guys. don't get That's it. my least favorite Gross. part of the movie. Oh, I just I... love
0: that he's alone. Yeah, I like to... There's a Home Alone podcast I listen to, and uh, they skip all the wet bandits. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the it's boring really old
0: <laughs> battle parts. Uh, so yeah, Jessie confronts Pepper. She wants to know what's really going on. And again, like I, what I like about the resolution of this storyline is they lay into each other, yeah. but ultimately they care about each other and their friends. So... Uh, despite the fact that Josie's laying it to Pepper, and then later Pepper calls her a Marcy again. She's just a one in a long line of people who sleep on the couch. Yeah, this Uh, is
1: devastating. This is so uh, mean, but like really well done, I thought. Yeah, Uh,
0: but ultimately what she does is she gets the information. Like She tries to make it right. She finds out, using her actual connections... Uh, what was going on? And this is a great Easter eggs. Uh, it turns out that the person who leaked the information about the Cabots was Tuxedo Sebastian, yeah, which is the cat from Josie and the Pussycats uh, that Alexandra Cabot owns, yeah. Uh, and Sandra is using that as a tip, so you don't get to see the cat. The cat's not uh, clearly the whole Archieverse. Very against cats Yeah Same no. with Salem Over on Chilling Adventures Of Sabrina Exactly Cats should be cats No talking uh, But she reveals it to her And she also says uh, Her dad froze her accounts Which I don't know If that's true or not Yeah
1: But I, This was a Feels like a coming clean moment For both of them like, Yeah It would be fucked up If she was like All right Let's open up and be friends. Right. And here's some more lies about my life.
0: Uh, And there's also another interesting detail. Uh, Josie says that her mom doesn't approve of her coming to New York, which we, of course, know is Sierra McCoy. Yeah. And she's probably showing up later on this season. I thought that was interesting. I thought that was surprising because we know her dad doesn't really approve of her a lot of the time, but uh, her mom always seems to support her no matter what. So I'm curious to find out more about that.
1: Yeah. And I, I bet we'll get that backstory.
0: Yeah. Uh, And then uh, the main bulk of it is the Katie storyline. She is losing it throughout. She rips up the idea dress for Gloria's outfit. Uh, Well, this
1: is after Jorge breaks her mom's sewing machine. Right. Because uh, Katie's distracted. She's sketching in the bathtub, which is not a great place for uh, pencil and paper. Right. uh, In my experience. Um, But uh, this sewing machine is so important to her, and Jorge takes it upon himself to try to fix the dress, breaks it. Katie's super-mad Alexa helps.
0: Yes, this is great. (laughs) Another great product uh, integration.
1: Yeah. Uh, And um, this... uh, So then, like you're saying, Katie rips up the Aida dress to make Gloria's dress uh, when she then shits on the Fit and Flare dress that um, was Katie's first design choice. Uh Jorge fails at getting the sewing machine. And I, th- I like this because I was like, no, you guys all have to solve this together. The outside world, yeah. is, we're ignoring this episode. There's nothing for it. This episode's about you guys
0: all dealing with your stuff. Uh, yeah, and the way that they get it back together, uh, Jorge can't get another machine. He tries to get another machine for her. It's too cold. Everybody is uh, closed. Uh, so... He dresses up a drag as Ginger, and they perform a number for Katie from Aida, uh, My Strongest Suit. Um, I believe that's what it's called. Uh, Very cute. Very fun. Uh, This worked a lot better for me than the group number the last episode. Yeah. Just because of the nature of the episode, I think.
1: Yeah. No, I think that's true. Um, And the fact that it was like, well, yeah, they're trapped inside, so like... They have time to sing and do a little (laughs) song. Yeah.
0: You know, the other thing that's made me think of, like, just because it was so surprising to see them suddenly do a choreographed number the last episode is... I mean, I haven't done musical theater in a while, but like back when I was doing musical theater in college and right after college, there was always these moments that I didn't realize until later, oh right, everybody does this. Is you go to a cast party or something and everybody would suddenly be singing numbers from the show or from any show and like doing choreography and dancing around. And I remember so clearly like sitting on the floor of an after party in college and being like this is the most amazing Group of people In yeah. the world <laughs> <laughs> And just Being so starry-eyed About it But like That's what Musical theater people are like They're yeah. always dancing around They're always singing They're and dreamers Uh, Again, I think that's why an Aida number worked a little better for me than Dirty, (laughs) which uh, doesn't quite fit that world in the same way, even though that was a fun number.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I agree. I agree with all of that. I mean, uh, to talk about just the performances in general, I thought Lucy Hale's performance this episode was just great. Like All these emotional scenes that she had to do. Um, about her mom all at the same time balancing just the frenetic nature of all of these people in the apartment at the same time. Just really, really great.
0: Yeah, it was a really, we've seen her go through a lot over the course of these episodes, uh, but this was definitely the one that like, Let her stretch her acting chops The most Which was nice Uh, And in particular In the next scene Where Jorge says May I approach the bed Tries to talk to her Uh, But Katie is angry And she's angry Not just at Jorge But that her mom left her Yeah By dying Uh, Yes by dying But like that's such a true emotion Yeah You know the thing That you don't really say aloud And it's very sad, uh, and then Katie tells Jorge the re- the thing that spurs Jorge on to come out as ginger to his mom is, uh, he says, uh, coming from someone who wishes her mom was still around, uh, that he should tell his while she's still there to understand it. Yeah. Which I thought was really sweet and sad, and right off of that, Jorge tells Katie it's time to open to her mom's box. Box, a landslide starts playing, which is unfair. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> just like, a on, devastating guys. song choice. I'm already sad. Yeah. Enough already. A slowed down, more emotional version of landslide. Yes. Uh, and Kitty cries as she's looking through the memorabilia, uh, and she discovers there's fabric in there. Yeah. And they're like, hey, rather than saving that fabric, why don't you use it to make your Strongest suit. Uh, And rather than the sewing machine, uh, they all work together to sew together the dress for Gloria. It's very sweet. Uh, And Gloria, in fact, uh, really likes it a lot, isn't going to wear it. She got her own dress, um, but gives her the recommendation letter, or we assume gives her the recommendation.
1: I like this. They cut away before we know, and then only later when uh, Katie walks in super sad... And then whips out the letter to show Jorge right, is right, the right, reveal right. that, like, she got the letter.
0: Yeah. And um, meanwhile, on the Josie band, uh, Josie, Alex fixes up the entire studio for Josie. Yeah. She tells him that Xandra leaked the story, and she makes a spur-of-the-moment decision to kiss him, which clearly is, like, taking the money, sealing the deal. This is definitely going to rom-com it up in a couple of episodes' time. Yeah. No doubt in my mind.
1: Um. Yeah, and we also get a nice moment. Jorge does something special for Katie. Gets um his grandmother's sewing machine. Uh-huh. Um, sets it up in the apartment, and that's where we get the uh, the Lacey's reveal underneath her mom's sewing machine.
0: Yeah, I I loved all this. This was one of. I mean, I know there's only been five episodes, but this is one of my favorite episodes so far, for sure.
1: Yeah, I agree. So much happened in such a contained way. And I think the real lesson here is that polar vortex, cold weather makes you honest. Ooh. Warm weather makes you
0: lie. <laughs> oh, there That's we go. That's why
1: you go to Florida.
0: Yeah. Now, we haven't done a lot of New York truths this episode. Uh, before we wrap up here, and I know this was a, a quicker, shorter episode, but let's. Yeah. Uh, Uh, What New York truth Should we talk about What's appropriate
1: A New York truth In this episode Yeah
0: or something like About New York Should we talk about Like coldest days Uh, Well I will say um, Let's talk about Coldest days Snowy days Well I will say
1: Snowy days are are A little bit better Because when it truly Like when New York Gets dumped on with snow Everything does shut down Yeah And it's like A free day There have been so many Magical A couple magical days I've had where um, Everything was shut down Didn't have to work Or anything And you just go Bars open This is in Brooklyn Specifically Bars open Everyone walks uh, through the snow, bar, hangs out. Uh, I was in a uh, the bar that I used to bartend at for many years uh, the night that this is warmer weather. The hurricane came through, and we all stayed there until it was like, well, we should leave. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is too dangerous. But there is that sort of like you're in one place, there's something crazy happening, and it does get everyone to get out of their comfort zone a little bit, open up, and get into stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's... I. I definitely feel that. Like, it's like we were saying, people in New York are not afraid of anything. And they're as much as like... You hear people talking about, oh, coronavirus, I'm just grabbing so much water, I'm getting ready to be quarantined inside of my house. Most of the time when it is an epic snowstorm or tornado, rare time a tornado tears through or anything like that, people definitely grab all the goods and then they're like, oh, is it over? Okay, time to go to the bar. You know, time to go out, time to go like sledding with my kids in the park or whatever you're going to do. Um, I remember when there was the big blackout a couple of years ago. yeah. It's great. Everybody was like, oh, the power's out? Okay, time to start playing music in the streets. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go.
1: I got to cook all this food and uh, drink all this beer in my It fridge. was amazing. Yeah. I,
0: I walked home in utter darkness. Everybody was having a great time on the street. Um, yeah, those are kind of like the best days in New York. When you realize that myth of the rude New Yorker, sure, there's rude people, but it doesn't really exist. Like Everybody is more than happy to relate to each other all the time.
1: Yeah, and especially when something... Out of the ordinary is happening, like uh, weird weather or anything that gets people out of the like routine. That's when New Yorkers are like, yes. It's like snow day. Let's all get crazy. Everyone is... And that's when you... That New Yorker vibe of like, we're all in this together really is at its best.
0: Yeah. So uh, from us and the New York Tourism Board, come on down anytime. (laughs) We'll show you around to the sites. The Empire State Building. Times Square. Chubby's (laughs) Studio. (laughs) Plunkin' Donuts. We should
1: run a Katie Keene tour. That would be very fun. It'd be tricky to... Some of the fictional places will be hard to... uh,
0: this is uh, you know you got Macy's you got Washington Heights we did drive through Washington Heights the yeah. other day and we were like and Pete specifically was like who's not here this episode but Pete was like is that where the lighthouse is are yeah. we passing by the lighthouse now and I looked for it but I couldn't find the lighthouse
1: yeah no I don't know I don't know yeah. we did see another lighthouse on the top of a building I want to say in North Queens heading oh, okay. toward the Bronx yeah. But uh, on our weekly tour of New York, (laughs) we survey all of the
0: city. Right. we got to make sure everybody's okay. we got to make sure Katie's spots are okay. Yeah, Katie. We're preserving Katie's uh, legacy. Ever since that incident where her ring got stolen, uh, we're constantly stalking pizza places.
1: Yeah, we're like vigilantes. We're (laughs) vigilantes for fictional (laughs) things that will never be real.
0: Yes, absolutely. If you'd like to support this podcast, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater Loft in New York. Come on by. We'll definitely chat with you about Katie Keene. Socially, we have a bunch of Riverdale outlets where we also put up Katie Keene stuff. Uh, We have at Riverdale Dark on Twitter, at Riverdale After on Instagram, at Riverdale After Dark on uh, Facebook, uh, comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and more, iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice, to subscribe uh, on iTunes in particular. If you could leave us a comment, that would be great. And remember, like the snowflakes that fall down, every dream is individual and every dream is special. <laughs> wow.
1: Just <laughs> well, rewind that and listen to that again <laughs> yeah. tonight. night. put t- it out of a t-shirt. Tuck <laughs> me in. <laughs> yeah.